Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys. This is the show that takes you into the world of the National Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a betting perspective. With pro sports handicappers, Ian Cameron, Alex P. Smith, and various guests from the world of hockey and sports betting. And now, here's your host, Ian Cameron. It's another Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys, Friday, November the 3rd, presented by Boston Hemp, Inc., Ian Cameron, Alex B. Smith with you, ready to break down the Friday NHL card, and our Friday guest, Jimmy Murphy, will be with us momentarily as well. Uh, lots to talk about as far as last night uh, in the uh, NHL with a huge Thursday card, of course. Tonight, we just have the two games, so obviously it won't be as long a show as obviously we had yesterday, but lots to talk about last night. Uh, we had a bunch of early games. Uh, the Columbus Blue Jackets, 4-2 win over the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning last night. Solid win for the uh, Blue Jackets there, facing, of course, Matt Tompkins for Tampa Bay. He didn't play that bad, but he wasn't that difference maker either, uh, just because he was playing uh, where he played his college hockey at Ohio State many, many years ago. Uh, and it was a solid effort all around from the uh, Blue Jackets, uh, rallying back in the third period uh, with three unanswered goals. Uh, to erase a 2-1 deficit and end up taking care of business against uh, the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, 4-2 last night in that game. Uh, we also saw the Florida Panthers blanking the Detroit Red Wings 2-0. And uh, Detroit's come back down to the earth a little bit, at least from that first week or so of the season when they were winning games left and right. And uh, obviously they were scoring a ton of goals as well. Hasn't been nearly the, the case for the Red Wings lately uh, in some of these games. And there's just a nice road effort from the Panthers last night to uh, get the 2-0 win, bouncing back from a tough one that they lost against Boston the other night. Tough one for me was Carolina. Uh, we had the first period, and the full game money line was the best bet yesterday. And um, they didn't – the Rangers, to their credit, man, that was a brutal spot. It's, I still believe it was coming back home after a long road trip like that. Uh, and for them to just gut it out – you know, and grind out a victory. And that's what the Rangers have been so good at this year. And to be honest with you, the way the Rangers are playing right now, it's reminding me of the way teams have to play in the playoffs. If they're going to have success, you got to grind out victories where it's not pretty. It's not always I aesthetically pleasing, but you've been good defensively. You've got obviously an elite goaltender in Igor Shesterkin. And right now they're using that formula and just enough offense especially from that power play. That's the one thing you still cannot do if your team's playing the New York Rangers is give them power plays. Uh, they are still extremely lethal with the man advantage. And so that was a great job by them last night. That's that's tough. Asking them to come back home off a terrific road trip, uh, and then all of a sudden they end up just uh, finding a way uh, against the Carolina Hurricanes last night. Very, very impressed. That was so impressive with the Rangers' win last night that um, you know I had to upgrade them. Uh, a little bit after that. That showed me a lot of uh, a lot last night from what we saw with the uh, Rangers uh, finding a way to win that game against Carolina. Uh, the LA Kings still unblemished and perfect on the road this year. They get another road win, 5-0 and now on the road for the Kings to start the season, 3-2 to against the Ottawa Senators. Uh, a poor Ottawa man, they just keep suffering injuries. Now it's Ridley Gregg. Uh, who's played really well for them. Third-line center leaves the game, and now they're saying he's probably going to miss significant time uh, for the Ottawa Senators, and they're already banged up on the blue line now. So uh, tough times for Ottawa, no question. And uh, this little losing streak has now bumped them to four and five 
now on the season. So tough times right now for the uh, Ottawa Senators as the injuries start to mount. Uh, Islanders with a workmanlike 3 nothing shutout win against the uh, Washington Capitals. Good job by them after blowing the lead against Detroit uh, the other night. Uh, you are if Washington, this, when you play them this year, if you play good defense, you are more than capable of shutting them out. You know, and the uh, Capitals uh, were able to do that. Great game with the Leafs and Bruins. A lot of intensity, very well played. Uh, back and forth it went. Great goaltending. I thought both goalies played well. Jeremy Swayman and Ilya Samsonov both played well. Uh, the draw caches, uh, I said on Twitter, with plus 360 is actually what it ended up being at FanDuel right before uh, puck drop. But like I say, a draw bet a day keeps the bookies away. Uh, and that's definitely uh, what we saw with the Leaf Bruin draw cashing. I also had Toronto. That falls short. Bruins win in a shootout. Uh, an awful slew foot happened in that game, too. Marshawn and Timothy Lilligren. And it looks like it's going to be a uh, significant time, at least week, a couple of weeks minimum, for Lilligren out of the lineup now for the Leafs after that. No penalty on the play. That's alarming enough for Leaf fans. But I know what they're also pissed about. And they're, that's really the front burner story coming out of that game. Not one person went to the aid of Lilligren and went after Marchand after that. Not one. And that is not supposed to be the case for a team that's added a Ryan Reeves, a Tyler Bertuzzi, and a Max Domi. Bertuzzi and Domi aren't fighters, but they've got some sandpaper, some grit. They'll get in your face. They'll get in your kitchen. They'll drop the gloves every now and then. Even they didn't do anything about it. Reeves was nowhere to be found, you know, to step in there. So what's going on here? They thought they had addressed this team toughness bullshit. And this problem with lack of it for years. And nobody helped out Lilligren last night in that spot. So the Leaf Nation is just absolutely irate over just the lack of team camaraderie and uniting together to help out a teammate who it looks like, you know, had the skates kicked out from under him by uh, Marshawn in a bit of a uh, somewhat dirty incident. Now, there's some people that say they were going into the boards. It's hard to prevent that. But, you know, he had an opportunity there to not make it look so obvious, and Marshawn didn't. But the bottom line is that still requires a response when you see your teammate down in a significant injury, and nobody did shit for the Leafs. So now all the questions about does this team have each other, each other's backs, all those, all those age-old questions are coming back to the forefront now for the Leafs once again uh, after last night. We got more games, but those are the early ones. We'll get Alex's thoughts there. Leafs, Bruins, Isles, Caps, Kings, Sens, Canes, Rangers, Lightning Jackets, Panthers, Red Wings. Alex, uh, what were your thoughts there from that group of games last night? Yeah, well, I mean, we can start with the Leafs. And, uh, you know, I, I did uh, edge work earlier with uh, Zach Phillips, of course, hosting. And he's a huge Leafs fan. And he had plenty to say and, and rant about that, uh, you know. And it's funny because I, I said it, you know, in the offseason when everybody was saying, oh, you can't just bully around this Leafs team anymore. And everybody, you know, put that on Twitter saying that now they got Reeves and Domi and Bertuzzi. Well, so much for that. You know, it seems like, uh, you know, the camaraderie isn't quite all there just yet. You know, you saw uh, Max Domi just a year ago at Chicago, you know, stepping up for Patrick Kane. You know, it seemed like it for an innocuous hit and all of a sudden he's jumping right in the middle, you know, getting in, in the in the way of things. Why is he not doing that here? Uh, Ryan Reeves, you know, <laughs> to to borrow the phrase, like I said, all he has, he literally has one job. Right, is to protect his teammates on the ice. No one's expecting him to score ten goals. No one's expecting him to get you know a, a bunch of assists. No one's expecting him to be an all star or do anything uh, considerably you know helpful on the offensive end of the boards. All you're there for really is to fight. And the time when you're supposed to be on the ice out there fighting, you weren't. So yeah, that, that that's very problematic. And I understand why all of Leafs Nation should be pissed off right now. I know I wouldn't be if I was a fan of that team as well. Uh, you have guys that are supposed to be there to to answer the bell when when incidents like this take place, 
and for them to not show up is is problematic. So they got to address that internally before they can uh, figure anything else out moving forward. As far as some of the other games, like I said, Tampa Bay and uh, Columbus. You know, Tompkins, yeah, he played well. He played well for for considering you know the you know just the situation that he's in. And, and we talk about this with a lot of these goalies where, you know, you're sitting for a long period of time and all of a sudden, you you know, come in, you get this one game and now, you know, you're under the microscope. But he he, he did fairly well. So I wouldn't uh, pin that, you know, pin too much on, on him at, at fault. Uh, you mentioned about Florida and uh, Detroit, a game I thought we were going to see way more goals. But Bobrovsky, uh, like I said, you know, with a, a nice shutout win, Detroit has kind of regressed a little bit now. A little bit problematic, considering, like I said, now with the Ottawa losing, you'd think they want to be keeping this momentum moving forward. So they want to try and turn things around sooner than later, uh, certainly for sure. Yeah, no doubt, Denda. We'll see, because Detroit now, yeah, leveling off for sure from the uh, early part of the season with that great success they had. Uh, same old from the uh, Minnesota Wild. Uh, defensive issues, lose again oh. to the New Jersey Devils, 5-3. I'm really, in, it's easy to say in hindsight, right, 2020, but... Uh, but my goodness, I mean, New Jersey at minus 115 felt d- dirt cheap. And I said, yep. but, but it is home and home, Minnesota back home. They're going to be chomping at the bit. Uh, they weren't uh, not enough, at least to beat the Devils last night, 5-3. But thankfully, and I was happy to see this, maybe I don't know what took so long. They've got Marco Rossi in practice today, finally on the top line with Kaprizov. It's about damn time. I don't know what took Dean Evison so long. Uh, to make this uh, switch, but Marco Rossi's been among your best forwards all season long. Scored again last night for the uh, Minnesota Wild in in the defeat, uh, and finally it looks like he's going to get a look on the top line. So that prop is going to be interesting for him because we know he's been in that five, six, even seven hundred range to score goals this year. Will there be an adjustment now that he's going to play with Kaprizov on the top line? It looks like starting uh, tomorrow night when they host the New York Rangers. So. Uh, that is definitely something to keep an eye on. But again, same old issues. Uh, couldn't get a save when they needed it. Defensive blunders. Not a good defensive team without Spurgeon. We've said that over and over again. But credit to this Devils team, man. Uh, they just keep scoring goals in bunches. The power play can't be stopped. Uh, Dougie Hamilton and Luke Hughes are all outstanding defensemen as far as uh, moving the puck up the ice and quarterback in the power play. And that goes without saying it's ridiculous what they have up front. Jack Hughes, Tyler Toffoli, Jesper Bratt. And they're all on fire now, too, those guys. That's the thing. They're all just in great form offensively. And the overstreak continues for the New Jersey Devils. That's now nine New Jersey Devils games, nine overs, nine and oh to the over for New Jersey this year, Alex. Yeah. Yeah. Great market. And, and, you know, with Minnesota, it's just, you know, it, interesting to see how things just continue to unravel with this team right now. And Philip Gustafson, you know, once again, letting in some soft goals. The defense is not looking good in front of him. And, you know, like I said, that Spurgeon absence just looms larger and larger every game that you don't see him out there. But, uh, you know, like I said, Rossi moving up to the top line. We'll see how, how they adjust the numbers and, you know, if that makes any kind of, uh, you know, uh, movement forward, you know, with this offense. But the Wild just seem to be in trouble. And like I said, I'm just counting down and waiting. Hopefully that it means, you know, Everson's job. I hate to say that. Obviously, it's nothing personal. But that 28-1 to 1 ticket is just <laughs> sitting there. I'm waiting. And, and – it's interesting because I also have DJ Smith plus 450, and you talk about Ottawa's issues. But I think a lot of these issues with Ottawa is not DJ Smith's fault, right? You know, obviously Shane Pinto is certainly not his fault. Uh, the injuries are not his fault. Things with Everson, and like I said, you know, waiting so long to move Rossi from, you know, 
third line, the first line, and making some of these adjustments, and maybe not you know knocking down Kirill Kaprizov a few games and, and trying to you know get the real blender out, and, you know, run three lines that you know can give you offense at any point of the game. Don't don't necessarily stick to this you know top you know, tier you know have your top six forwards and have your bottom line guys grind it out. You got to do something you know drastic and radical because you're having the same start you had last year. Know how things ended up at the at the end of the last season. Another first round playoff exit. You need to do something a bit more radical. And I think Everson, you know, maybe he's waited a little bit too late. If these losses keep mounting up. I think it, he might be going somewhere else uh, sooner than later. Clock might be ticking. You're right about that. And uh, uh, Alex trying to make, get the fire Dean Everson uh, uh, hashtag going last night uh, on X. But uh, yeah, tough times, tough start here for this uh, Minnesota team. Uh, now the lines are in a blender at practice today. We'll see if that produces better things moving forward. Uh, Edmonton can't get on track, man. You think maybe the Heritage Classic win is lights the spark for this team. And sure enough, Dallas on a back-to-back on the road and the Oilers rested and the Oilers still can't win. Uh, they lose 4-3 to the Dallas Stars. They need an old man Sam Gagne to try to rescue that game for them. He scored two of their goals uh, in the uh, third period. Credit to him, though. They actually just signed him. Uh, a few days ago, and uh, you know, he got a PTO with the team uh, at training camp, made the team, uh, and he's the one that really uh, sparked some kind of comeback for them in the third period last night. But not enough uh, as they lose four three to the Dallas Stars. That's a damn good Dallas Stars team. I mean, they're they're off to a, a phenomenal start, seven one and one uh, to begin the uh, season. Man, these Western Conference playoffs. It's almost like can we fast forward to April and May and see these Western Conference playoffs? I mean, my goodness, Vegas and Colorado and Dallas and all these just heavyweight teams going at it. I really can't wait, you know, to see it all transpire again because there's going to be some excellent matchups. Uh, another team on a back-to-back that found a way to win, which tells you the back-to-back spot is not always guaranteed win for the opponent. You know, and Arizona was on a tough back-to-back last night after the great game with Anaheim the uh, previous night that went to overtime, but they survived the back-to-back, and they found a way to get past Montreal last night by a score of 3-2. Uh, Connor Ingram robbed Suzuki with, like, two minutes to go. Like, it was an unbelievably great stop. And it was a point-blank chance for Suzuki to tie that game in the third period. But uh, Ingram made the key saves when he needed it. Uh, Arizona gets the 3-2 win last night uh, against the uh, Montreal Canadiens. I guess the highlight for me betting-wise, because it certainly wasn't Montreal the draw and the over. They all fell short. The highlight for me would have been um, Lawson Krause. We did mention him on the uh, show yesterday, and I did have a piece of him to score the goal uh, last night for Arizona. He's heating up since he's been moved to that top line. He once again finds the uh, back of the net for the Coyotes in that victory last night. Seattle, uh, good job by them. They were in a little bit of a tough spot. First home game, a lot like the Rangers. First home game off a road trip, but they take care of business 4-2. Funny thing is, Alex, all these spots we talk about, right, scheduling-wise, Back-to-backs, the two teams on back-to-backs against rested opponents won. The teams that were coming home off a long road trip, both won, Rangers and Kraken. So that's an eye-opener for me. Like, we don't just knee-jerk bet these spots, you know. You've got to be a little bit careful. And the thing with Seattle is I didn't bet Nashville, and I was never interested in betting Nashville, uh, even though Seattle's off the road trip. Because I'm like, Seattle's the better team. They're playing well, and they showed it last night. Uh, in that 4-2 win against the uh, Predators. Kraken are starting to turn their season around after that really, really uh, tough start. They played better. Uh, Vegas with a 5-2 win against Winnipeg. Uh, pretty good third-period effort from them. You could tell they didn't love their game against Montreal. I think Bruce Cassidy kind of got in their ear after that Montreal game where they were sluggish and they were fortunate to win 
because they got outplayed. And sure enough, um, uh, Vegas was able to uh, get the uh, job done. Nice 5-2 win over the Winnipeg Jets last night. And then the mother of all debacles last night, the San Jose Sharks, man. Just when you think it's bad enough for this team, it gets just a little bit worse. You know, and that's exactly what we saw last night. I mean, they were down. Uh, Quinn Hughes had three points in the first 10 minutes of that game uh, against uh, San Jose. Uh, and that tells you all you need to know about how bad it started for them. 4 nothing after the first period, and it only got worse from there. Uh, absolute beatdown, shellacking uh, of the San Jose Sharks, 10-1. to for the Vancouver Canucks uh, in that game. Two goals for Brock Besser, a five-point night, one goal, four assists for Quinn Hughes. And I'm telling you what, if you're gonna if you if you have any interest of getting somewhat of a decent price on Quinn Hughes to win the uh, Norris trophy, you better bet it now. Uh, because that thing is gonna keep on plummeting. There's no doubt as of November the third, he's your favorite to win the Norris trophy. I mean, he's been absolutely terrific here for the Vancouver Canucks early in the season. His defensive game has improved. We know he's leading the NHL in points from a def- as a defenseman. And leading NHL defenseman in points, yeah, is what I mean. Uh, absolutely incredible uh, that the uh, – what do you mean they should be ashamed, Greg? That they, do something about it if you're San Jose. And, in fact, you can't use that phrase that Vancouver ran up the score because – I'll tell you what, the one goal that San Jose scored, Fabian Zetterlund's goal that made it 10 to 1, that shouldn't have counted. That should have been goalie interference on San. There was definitely contact with Demko. And they looked at it, and Rick Tockett's like, you know what? We're up 10 nothing on this team. We will let that goal slide. That shouldn't have counted. If they had challenged that play for goalie interference, I think the Canucks would have won that challenge. They would have taken that one San Jose goal off the board, and it would have been 10 nothing. But he had some mercy. He had some compassion uh, for the uh, San Jose Sharks last night, and he decided not to uh, challenge that. So um, he actually had some mercy for for San Jose, Rick Tockett, with that decision not to challenge in that game. But absolutely brutal. Cockin' in his caca. We've said that over and over again. It's just terrible. Uh, And Blackwood's not really uh, all that much better. Uh, So just absolutely. They're an awful hockey team. They're a brutal hockey team. They're the worst hockey team in the NHL. And now we can start the conversation, Alex, after last night. I'm ready to start the conversation. I might have been ready to start it after the first couple games, but I'm ready to start it now with San Jose as to whether this could be one of the all time worst teams and worst seasons in NHL history. We might be going there with the San Jose Sharks right now. They are that hideous. Uh, at this point in time, the Santa, there's no redeeming qualities. There's no offense. There's no game breakers. Uh, all the young, you know, talent that they've got is raw. They're not ready at the NHL level yet. The defense is a disaster. It's a colossal, epic disaster. Breakdowns left and right. Nobody marking their man in front of the net, turning the puck over, treating it like a hand grenade, and probably the biggest sieve duo of goaltending you'll ever see between Mackenzie Blackwood uh, and Capo Kakinen right now. So, uh, there's nothing good to say about San Jose Sharks hockey right now. Um, and um, like I say, the conversation can begin about whether this is going to end up being an all-time historically bad season and team in National Hockey League history. I mean, I thought that conversation had already begun, you know, when we were doing the season preview. Essentially. And then last I mean, night happened, yeah. Well, in the, I mean, that's the reason I said that this team may only win two games between opening night and, and American Thanksgiving because – you can just see on paper they have nothing. Yeah. They have absolutely nothing. And and you know when your team obviously always looks looks a little bit better on paper more often than not than when it is on the ice. So as bad as it looks on paper, it's even worse 
uh, you know, in, in real life now. And so 10 to one, you know, that may not be the last time we see them give up double digit goals in a game. That may not be the last time we've seen them get blown out by seven, eight, nine goals in a game. They are that bad. And like I said, they're on a, a historic colossal collapse uh, within the season right now. And, and it's going to get to the point where it's just hard to bet this team because like you said, you know, you're getting outpriced and everything. I was surprised that we even got plus money with uh, the first period puck line on, May- on Vancouver. Plus one thirty-five was a gift last night. Uh, you know that, that was a, a, you know cashed in within four minutes, and you were never really in in worry. I think they had there was one chance where San Jose might have gotten a, a, a quality shot in the first period. And that was about it. Uh, so it, it they, they can you know you can sleepwalk to this you know playing this team right now and uh, beat them by margin. So it's going to be tough to find ways to, to fade them at this point, you know, and it's just a matter of, you know, trying to pick when they're going to get their first win. I have no idea. I honestly have no idea. It could be a very long time before they get win number one, and it doesn't seem like they're probably going to get more than a dozen wins this whole year the way that they're playing right now. Yeah, it's bad. Like this is, this is, this is definitely what, this is one, that's maybe already the worst start I've seen an NHL team have. Uh, to begin a season. I mean, uh, and they were fortunate to get the one point. Like they have one point in that over, uh, that overtime loss to Colorado. And that was that one night where for one night only Mackenzie Blackwood turned into uh, uh, Marty Brodeur for one night, you know, and that's the only reason they got one point uh, in that game. So it's been bad. It's been really, really rough for San Jose. Yet you look ahead to tomorrow night, Pittsburgh is coming to the Shark Tank. The Pittsburgh Penguins, who are struggling right now to take on the San Jose Sharks. I'm looking at Bet Online, who are uh, one of the first books offshore to post NHL lines for the for the for the next day. Uh, they're one of the first to market. Pittsburgh opened minus two seventy five against San Jose Saturday night. It's now minus two forty at Bet Online. There's actually San Jose money. People watched that last night and said, "Yeah, we're going to bet San Jose on Saturday night against um." Pittsburgh. And I think that's twofold. One is this is a hideous, maybe historically bad hockey team. But after you get absolutely dummied like that, uh, even a bad team is going to go through the boards tomorrow night to make amends for it, you know, to try to play better, to try to get a win, to try to be competitive after that kind of loss. There's no question about that. And on the flip side, it's not like Pittsburgh's playing in any good form right now. They're not. At this moment, they've got questions. They're already finger pointing going on uh, in that hockey team right now. So I'm telling you what, um, me personally, and we'll talk more about it tomorrow. I feel like I need to bet Pittsburgh because San Jose is that bad. And I've been fading San Jose every game, but I am definitely, I'm long pause. Let's put it that way. Long pause for me personally on putting any Pittsburgh Penguins bets in my portfolio for Saturday night. Uh, and uh, yeah. even though I've been gung-ho, fade San Jose, fade San Jose, and it's been awfully fruitful to this point, uh, I, I'm, I'm very, very leery and hesitant to pull the trigger with Pittsburgh tomorrow night because that team's a little bit of a mess right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get, like I said, I understand people at this point trying to cherry pick and grab uh, you know, San Jose for the first win, but I, I wouldn't advise doing that. Like I said, I wouldn't also advise laying these kind of prices with some of the teams that they're going to be playing as well. It's just, you know, you know, a, a win is going to come at some point. Okay. This team's not going to go oh yeah. eighty one and one or, or, or what have you. But um, like I said, yeah, this, this is not a Pittsburgh team that you'd want to be laying 
prices with. And certainly, like I said, you'd have you have to be really picky who you're backing against uh, when playing when when going against San Jose and, and what you know uh, you know what form that team is in going in playing against them. I think I heard on the uh, Vancouver broadcast of the Canucks Sharks game last night, John Shorthouse, the play-by-play guy, say that Kyle Dubas was in the booth next to them. I heard him say that during the like. Obviously, he's there already. Pittsburgh's out there for the game Saturday night. Like he's scouting San Jose. Like, is that a sign they're taking that game damn seriously? Like the GM of the team, the president of hockey ops is in the booth scouting a miserable hockey team that you think you could beat blindfolded right now. And yet he's in his doing the work and looking at the team and, hmm, you know, getting it, trying to see some things that maybe he can tell Mike Sullivan about for the, uh, for the game Saturday night. So it sounds like at least from the GM perspective, Pittsburgh's taking San Jose damn seriously and they need to, because they need to stop the bleeding, the Penguins. It's been a rough go for them uh, the last few games. So we'll see how that goes tomorrow night. But uh, like I say, uh, Pittsburgh's not a team I'm rushing to back right now. Let's put it that way. But obviously I'm not betting San Jose. I don't care about the, the embarrassment spot uh, and wanting to bounce back and atone for it. So uh, we will talk more about that tomorrow. But we will talk now about two games coming up on Friday night's NHL card, including a rematch. We had these two teams playing each other Wednesday night. It was the TNT game uh, on uh, Wednesday night. Now they are back in action head-to-head one more time tonight in Buffalo. Uh, The Flyers and the Sabres. We've got Buffalo minus 165 home favorites, six and a half the total uh, in this game. I cashed with Buffalo in the over in Philly on Wednesday night. Happy to see that result play out that way. Uh, And, of course, the Sabres got the job done. Sabres didn't play great, though. Flyers Flyers probably deserved a better fate. They probably carried the play more than uh, Buffalo did in that game. But the bottom line is you got to finish on your chances when you get them. Buffalo did a better job of that in that 5-2 win. And now for Philadelphia, they're 1-5 in their last six games. And this reminds me of exactly, uh, Alex, how they started the year last year. You know, they had that hard-trying start, work ethic, really battling teams tough, and then talent took over and then they started to struggle and level off and we're starting to see that happen again here with the uh, Philadelphia Flyers they just don't have a ton uh, offensively and when you know you put the clamps down on Travis Konechny and you put the clamps down on Joel Farabee and some of these uh, players that have been the uh, impact on offense for them early in the season uh, you're capable of beating them right now Uh, and now things get worse Carter Hart's out Samuel Arison has really had a tough start to the year and he is the starter tonight in net for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. Um, John Tortorella said, look, he's got to be the guy right now for us. There's no one else. So it's sink or swim with Samuel Arison. And right now they're sinking with him. 0-2, 4.91 goals against, 763 save percentage. Oh, my goodness. That is absolutely hideous for Sam Arison right now uh, in net for the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. So really tough numbers. He's had very little success. This is a guy that actually played well in some starts last year. Uh, do we leave the door open for him to get better? Yes, but I need to see it first, you know, before I'm ready to uh, uh, trust him in this spot. Um, on the flip side, you got uh, Buff uh, Philadelphia, of course, uh, or sorry, Buffalo with Uko Pekalukkanen, who's actually steadily getting better uh, for the Buffalo Sabers. That shutout win against Colorado with him in goal was very impressive. And then UPL comes right back and stops 38 of 40. Faced 40 shots from Philadelphia Wednesday night in that win. Stopped 38 of them uh, in that 5-2 win. So right now, you, you trust Lukanen 
uh, in between the pipes a little bit more than uh, Arison based on the numbers. But why would I bet Buffalo tonight when I took him at an even money price on the road, when I know Philly's going to be looking for redemption and to play better and now lay a, a, a premium price now with Buffalo, minus 165. I won't do it. Buy low time was with Buffalo Wednesday night. It's not buy low time with Buffalo here. It's not buy low in the below is what I'm trying to say here with uh, Buffalo uh, here at minus 165 tonight. So the only bet I've got is the over. I'm coming right back to it again because I cannot deny, and it's the reason I looked like over six and a half the other night. It's just this: these two teams play each other, and there seems to be goals. That's now 10-1 and one to the over uh, in the last 11 head-to-head meetings between the Flyers and Sabres, 10-1. and one to the over. Um, for some reason, you get these two teams together and the pucks are going in. 5-2, 6-3, The one under was a 4 nothing win for Philly uh, last year in Buffalo. And then you saw 5-3, 4-3, 6 I mean, you go on and on and on. It's, it's just been over Palooza here with the uh, Flyers and the Sabres repeatedly. So that's the only play for me. Uh, over six and a half here uh, at minus 130 with the Flyers and Sabres. Alex, what do you think here? Philadelphia, Buffalo. Yeah, slight lead to Flyers uh, at, a, at a plus price here. Like I said, with, with just the kind of rapid revenge spot. But it's hard to trust, you know, Sam Harrison, as I call him, Sam Error, as I call him on X. Uh, like I said, just dreadful numbers so far. But Buffalo, you know, can this, they have to prove it to me. Can they start stringing together wins? And, uh, you know, this is one of those spots, like I said, not trying to lay a price with them either. So if I had to take a side, it would be leading toward Philly. But I'm going to be looking for a live over uh, in this game. Wait for five and a half, something minus 120 to 125 range. I think we can wait and uh, get about three or four scoreless minutes here and then try to get that uh, adjusted number in game for the over. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, Like I say, it's definitely uh, a spot where I think we could see Philadelphia play better. But maybe Buffalo at times, they beat this team already a couple days ago. They play down a little bit. It's, It's a worry for me especially when you factor in their minus 165 home favorites uh, in this game. That's just not the price range I'm ready to get there with Buffalo just yet. Like we'll have our spots to back Buffalo like Wednesday night when they're, you know, cheaply priced in a, in a favorable spot. This is not a favorable spot and it's a much worse price. So yeah, I agree. I would be flyers or nothing for me, but I don't trust Arison enough. That's why I'm going over six and a half here with Philadelphia and Buffalo. And as far as player props go uh, in this game, uh, Dylan Cousins goal assist, I like it. How about J.J. Paterka? How about Brandon Byro? Uh, this guy got his first two NHL goals. I'm fascinated to see where they put him in the lineup uh, moving forward. Don Granado, does he give this guy even more opportunity now uh, after seeing the great performance he had uh, Wednesday night uh, in Philadelphia? Looks like Byro's – oh, wow. Wow. Byro's going to be with Thompson and Green with Byro. you got to look at props with Byro. Byro is definitely going to be um, undervalued playing with Tage Thompson now on the top line. So Don Granado is already rewarding him for a very strong effort the other night in that f- uh, five to two victory over the Flyers in Philly, putting Byro on the top line. Uh, his goal prop is bullshit plus 470. That's sign me up. That might be, that's the bargain bin right there. I'm going to give it away right now. Uh, I, that, that's, that's bargain bin special written all over it of the night for me. Uh, you won't even have to watch the segment later on. Uh, I'm giving it away right now. Byro. Uh, on the uh, was he on the top line the other night? Real deal prime. I, I, I wasn't sure about if he was okay. Well, you got to roll with it, you got to absolutely roll with it. That's um, and I didn't love the the card for bargain bins tonight, quite honestly. With, and there's only two games as well, that doesn't help, but that one is a clear choice for me. 
definitely a great price for someone that's got offensive confidence playing on the top line. Uh, and again, upwards of plus 470 is at Bet Batano, plus 430 at FanDuel. So some really good prices out there. Uh, no question about that. So I, I, I've given away my bargain bin special of the night right there, but that's okay. I don't mind doing that on this uh, short card. Uh, shout out to everyone in the chat. I do see, want to point out Poe DGen Stoner again, man. He's been very generous. Uh, the donos, yeah, uh, the you. appreciation for the show. We appreciate it very much. Uh, Poe DGen Stoner um, uh, for the $2 donation, supporting the channel and the shows. We appreciate it uh, very much. Uh, so, yeah, those are the uh, props for Buffalo. I should say for Philadelphia, as far as props go, you know, Atkinson's been better lately. Uh, Konechny Brink. Um, Joel Farabee, uh, Joel Farabee is someone that has had a nice start to the year, five goals for the Philadelphia Flyers. He got one of the two goals the other night against Buffalo. So, uh, I don't mind that you're definitely getting value. Uh, that guy is playing better than his goal prop price currently indicates. So, uh, you're definitely getting some uh, better, uh, numbers there, uh, prices with a guy like Joel Farabee, who's off to a nice start, uh, this season for the Flyers. All right, the second game on this Friday card, it's the New Jersey Devils taking on the uh, St. Louis Blues. Uh, we've got Jersey minus 150 uh, road favorites. Uh, the total in this game, uh, six and a half uh, shaded to the over. Uh, it is a rest advantage for St. Louis. They played Wednesday night in Colorado, uh, losing to the uh, Colorado Avalanche uh, in that game. Uh, so they have the extra rest. Devils are on a back-to-back -back after playing in Minnesota uh, last night. We saw... Vanacek last night, so we should see Akira Schmid uh, in net tonight for the uh, New Jersey Devils. Binnington has already been confirmed in net for the, the St. Louis Blues uh, in this game. Um, so you know what we've been doing with New Jersey games, right? We mentioned it just a moment ago. Nine uh, New Jersey games, 9-0 and to the over. I am on the over here, but I'm on the over with some trepidation because St. Louis is just not playing with an over pace. They're struggling mightily to score goals right now. Uh, and their defense and their goaltending from Bennington has been a little bit better uh, as well. But I'm not going to reinvent the wheel when I've been on all these overs with New Jersey. Uh, I'm on it until it stops cashing at this point. So I am back to New Jersey over again tonight and taking the Devils and Blues uh, over six and a half minus 125. Again, I worry about this one because the Blues just aren't driving pace. They're not scoring right now. Uh, they're they're going to need to help me out. I worry we could see something like, you know, 4-1 or 5-1 at New Jersey and the game stays under with the way the Blues are having a hard time finding the back of the net right now. But I still have to go with it. You know, if, ride it until it loses. Uh, Devils Blues over uh, six and a half here uh, in this one. Uh, Jimmy is on in transit, uh, but he was, he's was he been trying to join us. I think we've got him now. Jimmy, what's up? Can you guys hear me okay? We got yeah. you. Awesome. Sorry, I apologize, guys. I'm on my way to see Maddie, and uh, the I don't, my phone's just not working good today. So I apologize. Yeah, it's all, you know what's funny? Uh, there's uh, so many people. I mean, Alex, it's his uh, internet's uh, his phone's working, but the uh, uh, the internet which runs off it, it's it's yeah. having issues. So yeah, technology, man, it just always seems gremlins. to get in the way. Yeah, yeah, the gremlins are alive. I don't know if you guys heard what happened last night either. I mean, I don't know if you even tried watching and experienced it, but apparently I was at the game, but I saw on social media that the Bruins uh, Leafs game kept pausing out and crapping out on people on ESPN plus. So oh, really? Huh? Yeah, I heard about it. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see it, yeah. but I did hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. They That's were getting really murder. I actually was talking to Steve Levy after the game and he's just like, we got to do something about this because this is happening too much. So, 
Yeah, that is bad. And, and, and people are going to rant and rave, and poor Steve Levy and, and Ray Ferraro did the game last night. They're going to get the brunt yeah. of it. It's not their fault. Exactly. You know, they're just no, calling the not. game. It's, the, it's behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. we got to get the technological staff to make sure this runs with smoothly without any issues. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And look, I mean, I get, you know, and people are also already, they're also upset because, you know, they're paying their cable bill and then they have to pay extra uh, yep. to get some of these games, yep. to get Hulu and ESPN Plus. And, and look, I, I totally empathize with that. I get yep. it. But sadly, like, it's 2023. You know, this is where we're at. And this is the way it's going to continue to be. It's not It's not going to get any better. So, you know, I don't know if people realize, you know, it's not that expensive to get Hulu and ESPN Plus, And then you can get all those games every night, you know, and it's compared to what I used to pay when I was paying like a hundred dollars a month for center ice package on, you know, direct TV. Um, It's not that bad a deal. So I guess I just look at all things are relative. And I mean, Hey, if you, if you're going to pay for uh, Netflix, I'd rather, I'd rather do the Disney package. You know, you get Disney plus Hulu and ESPN plus for a bundle. And I think it's like 1999 a month. Right. I think it's worth it. You know? Yeah, well, of course, uh, Bill Coast has uh, probably got something similar to me. Bill Coast in the chat saying um, it, was t- it was fine, that feed of ESPN Plus with Leafs Bruins on my totally legal stream. Yeah, my little stream <laughs> was okay with it, too. Uh, it was funny because whenever I had ESPN Plus on for that Leaf game last night, it was fine for me. It's, it's the craziest Yeah, maybe thing. it's just where yeah. you are, you know? Maybe it's regional. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? That's It's bizarre. You know what? Since we're on that topic, uh, Jimmy, we'll, we'll, before we get your thoughts on the two games tonight, Leafs Bruins, you were there last night. It was a pretty hard-fought, hard-contested game. Uh, great goal. T- I thought both goalies played a hell of a game. Yeah. Jeremy Swayman and Ilya Samsonov. I thought they were both outstanding. It was tough to see one of them lose uh, in the shootout, but the Bruins get it done. You know what impressed me about Boston? We always start to panic, right? Especially when there's injuries. And we start to panic. Mm-hmm. Cluster absences in one position. In Boston's case, the blue line. There's no Matt Grizzlick. There's no Charlie McAvoy serving his four-game suspension. But I'm telling you what. Hats off to Ian Mitchell, Parker Witherspoon, uh, and Mason Lowrider. He's a low <laughs> Mason Lowrider uh, for Boston last I night. I love it. Yeah, credit to them. Dun, 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 oh, dun, dun, to, I know. I'm gonna have to. I'll tell them that. I'll tell the boys that in the locker room. We'll see if they can. They catch on to it. I, don't know I couldn't resist. Enough, yeah, <laughs> they were good, Jimmy. They were solid. You know, for young kids put they into were. a tough spot playing a good team. Low ride, Witherspoon and Mitchell. Man, hats off to them. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, I I, I wasn't surprised by Low Um, he was amazing in the preseason. Uh, you know, I've been watching him since they drafted him. He was he's a minutes eater at uh, at Ohio State. You know, the one thing we kind of have been worried when he still needs work. The one thing that everybody's kind of been worried about is just, you know, is he strictly an offensive guy, and can he can he get back and play D and 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 handle the the defensive rigors of the NHL? And it, it, so far, so good. I mean, he's he's really proven himself to me. And they needed him again to eat up some minutes last night uh, with, you know, Grizzlick and McAvoy out and, and Forbert. And, you know, the other two, though, is what impressed me more. I mean, you know, I, I bet a lot of people out there, if you asked, you know, eight or nine out of ten people across the NHL in terms of fans or even media, uh, do you know who Ian Mitchell and uh, Parker Witherspoon are? I'm sure they don't know. And you know what? I had no idea who Witherspoon was until uh, he got here. So 
Uh, they were great. And, you know, I, hats off to them for stepping in a tough situation and hats off to Jim Montgomery for creating and Joe Sacco, their defensive coach, for creating yep. a system that they can just put guys in and out of and and everybody knows their job and they and they all work together uh, in synchronicity. It's, it, it was I thought a really impressive job by them, especially on a penalty kill yep. um, where they're really, you know, missing Derek forward. Uh, and, and then I just thought, you know, not that we're, I don't want to shift away from those guys, credit to them, but another guy that I think, yeah, I don't know if you guys know, he's been getting a lot of crap here in Boston because he has no points yet. Uh, and he's, you know, he's making a nice salary as Hampus Lindholm, but yep. he was a monster last night. And, you yep. know, people always, that's the problem, guys, right? It's like when we look at defensemen, everybody's just so hooked on offense. And if the guy's not producing points, then he's not a good defenseman. He's overrated. He shouldn't be out there. He should, he's not worth the money. Yep. He, like Hampus Lindholm almost had 30 minutes time on ice last night he yep. had two block shots he was he had three hits he was a he was just a beast out there and he did this again last year when when McAvoy was out you know so the, people gotta let like really start to look at the whole yep. picture and not just the stats you right. know not just the points yep. and if you do you're gonna realize that Hampus Lindholm's worth every penny yeah and I agree with that and look he got a lot of the blame for the first round exit against Florida who played well on the blue line you know, he, he was series. he yeah. was playing on a broken ankle. Ian. Yeah, he had a broken yeah. ankle that whole series. Yeah. I mean, what the hell do right. you want from the guy? Yeah, you I know? mean, the, so yeah, yeah I, I thought he had a good game. And you know, what's funny. I mentioned I didn't mention it on the show. And it's the one thing and it didn't it didn't work out, you know, the theory. But I still think it's going to be worth a look as long as McAvoy's out. Hampus Lindholm goal assist and power play point props because he's number one power play. Unit yes. quarterback Now uh, for Boston yep. with uh, McAvoy out. So. Keep an eye on that for the next game uh, in particular. And jump on Lowry too. I mean, I don't, yep. you know, it's probably going to take a bit for the odds makers to catch on to him. Get on him now, man. I mean, this kid's got, he's going to rack up points. Trust me. Yeah, that, that's a great insight. He's got that offensive uh, upside too. What did you think of the Marshawn Lilligren uh, play? The Leaf fans are, are, are upset with Marshawn. You know what they're more upset about though? Nobody went and did a damn thing, you know. That the Leafs are a bunch face. of pussies? Yeah, nobody yeah. got in his face. No one gave him a grief no one you know tried challenged him or anything it's just like oh well we'll just let her rip well, let her go like ryan reeves was chirping him on the bench yeah and i don't know if you saw what martian said to him he says yeah if you're gonna do something you kind of got to get on the ice to do it and <laughs> he didn't get on the ice and yep. you know and i then i thought that the hilarious thing was was bertuzzi yeah just over in the corner there kind of away from his teammates now in toronto and he's just kind of laughing, like, dude, this guy's in your head. Like, yeah. he was, I, I, he's going to deny it, but he was laughing at his teammates at how much they let Martian get under their skin, you know. And I thought that was pretty interesting. Um, but yeah, the hit guys, look, when I first saw it, and I guess, you know, and it's sad to say, it's just Martian's reputation, right? The first thing I thought was, that's a slew foot. But then I looked at it more, and it wasn't a slew foot. But then I'm like, okay, is it a trip? But the more I look at it, if Lilligren doesn't um, try to rub Martian out there, none of that happens. He doesn't go flying into the boards. I mean, that's that's what started that whole sequence where he lost his balance. And Martian's going for the puck. He comes in, tries to rub him out. Uh, Lilligren tries to rub Martian out, and then he falls. You know, and so, I, you know, I get it. Look, I know Martian's reputation. He's far and away not innocent by any means, but 
I don't think that was. I don't think there was anything yeah. wrong with that. I think it was just freak luck. I I've seen much do. worse. Yeah. You guys know I'm objective. I would call him out in a heartbeat, and I have on this show, and I have. Hey, you called writing. out McAvoy. You said that McAvoy yes. was ridiculous. He can't be I doing still that. Can't, I still can't was. believe he's appealing that. Like, yeah, what is he appealing? Yeah. He's lucky he didn't get ten games. I, yeah. That's crazy that he's appealing yeah. that, but. Yeah. But yeah, I just I, I don't think Martian was in the wrong in this one. I mean, I, I know usually he is, but this time I don't think it was on him. Yeah, I, I've seen a lot. To me, the bigger deal was the Leafs, you know, didn't really react to it. Yes. In any way, yeah. that's the bigger deal like, at all. You know, they just let the Well, you know, it's interesting, there. right, guys? I'm making fun of Reeves there, and Martian's chirp was great. But at the same time, I mean, Reeves isn't going to fight Martian. No, no. You know? No. And I, 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 I asked someone in the press box last night, and they were like, oh, that's not a bad point. What if Milan Lucic was in the lineup last night? Yeah. I think then we see him and Reeves drop it as a result of that play. Yeah. Then Reeves goes out and picks a fight to kind yeah. of rile the boys up. But, I mean, who, who on the Bruins was Reeves going to fight? Nobody's in his uh, weight class. Yeah. So yeah, there's no I, doubt. Marshawn in a million spot. years isn't dropping the gloves with Reeves, and if Reeves does that with Marshawn, he's getting an instigator probably, and Reeves doesn't want to do that. So there you yeah. go. That's why nothing. And truth be told, guys, I, and, and truth be told, I was watching Reeves pretty closely last night. He was doing a great job of creating screens and traffic down low, and and driving Jeremy Swayman. Not Swayman gave him a slash at one point too. Got away with yeah. it. Um, so, you know, you're right. You don't, I know people look at Ryan Reeves, they think all he's there is to fight, but he was actually contributing in other ways last night. So it was probably best that he didn't wind up in a sin bin. I just say, you know what? I'm not going to judge the Leafs on that one. Yes. I think there should have been more of a response, but let's see what happens December 2nd with both teams have their full lineup maybe, uh, and see how they respond then. Yeah. Sometimes they wait to the next game, you know, for a past grievance, if you will. Yeah, to yeah. see something happen. We'll see. And the Leaf, I'm sure it'll get back to the Leaf players that the media is, you know, basically excoriating them for lack of a, a t- team toughness response to that play mm-hmm. last night. Uh, so we'll see if maybe that next game, you're right, something does happen. About Reeves, too, and I'll, I'll keep this in mind with him, too, is that you're right. He's been, he's been doing some other things outside of his normal, you know, things you would expect him to do to try to help be a team. And I got to give Swayman credit. That game, the Leafs actually had an excellent – borderline dominant second period. He kept it at 2-2. Oh, yeah. He kept it at 2-2 and a terrific period from Swayman to give them a chance to steady I, I the thought it the was that, that. Yeah, I thought I was like, I look, I, I, the Bruins, once they scored that, once DeBrus scored that goal, the Bruins just stopped skating. I don't know what happened there. They got content, yeah. what have you, and Swayman saved their bacon. You're right. I mean, if not for him, the Leafs easily win that game. Um, and then you mentioned Samsonov, too. I, I thought that was probably his best performance of the season. It's too bad he lost. I know he's been going through some mental health issues. Yeah. Um, but hopefully he can take some salvation that he he definitely earned his team a point in that game. He was great. Yeah, and I, I'm happy for him. I hate to hear yeah. when someone's going through the mental struggles uh, off the ice like him. And uh, like I say, he's having a day off now. I'll be with the, his newborn uh, child and, and his wife. So that's, I'm sure, it'll be some comfort. Yeah. Uh, today, which is, and it was good to see him uh, get back on the beam with a better performance. All right, Jimmy, these, oh, by the way, I want Jimmy's thoughts on San Jose. Like Al- Alex and I think this is going to be one of the all time worst teams, worst seasons in NHL history. Agree or disagree? It's looking like agree right now. And yeah. look, I, I went to high school. I graduated high school with Mike Greer, guys. You know that. Yeah. I told you that, the general manager yeah. of the Sharks. And I, you know, I mean, 
everybody knew they were going into a rebuild here and it kind of accepted that. But this is, this is just like, get some pride, you know, yeah. like, I, do you guys have any pride? I mean, like, it's, it's just pathetic. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I mean, I'm just kind of speechless at, at their performance right now. And they could, they could very well become the worst team in the history of the NHL. I mean, it's not, it's not without the realm of possibility. Yeah, lose you guys? No, you, we got you. I'm still there. Although I don't know if he can hear us. Jimmy. Yeah, must be a. Must yeah, be I'm a here, guys. Can you hear me? We got okay, you. Okay, we got you now. There we go. Yeah, we got you back again. Good stuff there. Uh, all right, uh, Jimmy, Philadelphia, Buffalo, the first game tonight. Anything you like in that game? No, I think we've lost Jimmy again. Uh, Jimmy's going in and out. But uh, New Jersey, St. Louis is what we'll see if we can get, uh, reconnect with Jimmy in a moment. In the meantime, I mentioned – I knew he was going to drop out any moment. You could tell he was just uh, in and out of being able to hear us. Yeah. But Alex, New Jersey, St. Louis, uh, what do you like here? Yeah, this is a game I love this uh, the for over and the, the first period in the full game, but definitely looking for it live. And like you mentioned, St. Louis hasn't been scoring super fast, so this is the one where we can wait – Definitely grab plus money with the one and a half uh, for the full game or for the first period, I should say. And with five and a half, we should be able to grab plus money, but I would probably maybe bookmark that a better, you know, land a dollar 20 or more. Uh, so you'll maybe wait a little bit longer potentially to grab the full game, grab that first period over first uh, as soon as that hits plus money. But that's the way I'm looking at this. It's the only way you can bet the devils right now just going over their total. But uh, St. Louis could be a bit of back and forth. Bennington and Schmidt, that definitely seems like a uh, matchup that would lend to some goals. But can't trust St. Louis to necessarily get the win here as a dog. And uh, like I said, we, we missed the boat with New Jersey yesterday at a cheap price. And now you got to lay uh, 150 even lay uh, you know, $1.05 or $1.10 in regulation. So I'm just sticking with totals here looking for stuff in game. All right, good stuff. Uh, Jimmy is back with us. Jimmy, you got us? Yeah, can you hear me? Perfect. All right. What do you think for New Jersey, St. Louis tonight, Jimmy? I mean, New Jersey for sure. I just obviously you're not getting much value in them either on the money line or the puck line. Um, I heard you earlier when you talked about the over, and I'm, I'm kind of hesitant as well on that just because I agree with you that I don't trust St. Louis to, to get the goals that you'll need to get there. So I'm going to actually pass in this game, guys. And the other one, Jimmy, we talked about it earlier, a rematch of Wednesday night, Philadelphia and Buffalo. I like Buffalo a lot Wednesday night. But that was even money. Now in the rematch, they're laying a buck sixty-five. But I'll say this: Samuel Harrison has been really bad, and he's got to play now with Hart injured for the Flyers. So it's tough to trust him in net right now for Philadelphia. What do you think about that game? Yeah, this is where I really like the over, guys. Uh, usually Friday games. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I, I I got a feeling. I don't know what it feels like throughout the years. Friday night games in Buffalo are always crazy games. Uh, so I'm going to go with the over in the first period and the over overall in this game. All right, there you go. First period and full game over for Jimmy. And uh, Jimmy, uh, just briefly looking ahead to Saturday, is there any spot that you kind of like right now? Or you can talk specifically about Boston when, as they play uh, Detroit uh, tomorrow night in the Motor City. Uh, what do you think? Yeah, I, I, I kind of get – I got a weird feeling about Detroit. I kind of like Detroit. You know, a week later, they got a second shot at them. They, they've had a week to adjust realize what the Bruins are. That wasn't that bad a loss. Um, I'm going to actually look at maybe a draw in that game uh, where the Bruins and uh, the Red Wings go to overtime or a shootout. 
Red Wings and draw, Jimmy. I'm giving it away right now. I'll be on both of those tomorrow. Uh, and and, and uh, Mason yep. Lowry point. All right, good stuff. Didn't didn't Boston go to Detroit last year in one game and Detroit just crushed them? I remember it. Yeah. I think there yeah. was one game last year. Yep. 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 You're right. Detroit is uh historically over the last five years, Detroit has really owned the Bruins. Especially and in Detroit. This is a perfect spot maybe for Detroit. I'm thinking of it now. Think about it. Boston already beat them last week at TD Garden. They're coming off these two games with rivals, playoff history with Florida early in the week, Toronto, division rivalry. They've had history together. And now after those two big-time games, Florida, Toronto at home, now you play this one, a team you already beat. That's definitely a that's a tricky spot for Boston. It is. I like it. All right, uh, Jimmy, are uh, you still there? Yeah, he's in a, He's in one of those. He's probably going through, you know, the bridges too, and that's when we uh, lose him. But uh, Jimmy will uh, get a best bet from him, and then we'll probably let him go on his uh, way, uh, and we'll see if we can get a, a best bet from him uh, in a moment or two. In the meantime, um, let's talk about, first of all, uh, the Ice Guys family plan. Uh, of course, $9.99 US per month. Uh, make sure you get on board with that. Our daily betting card, uh, player props, uh, you name it, are going to be there. Bonus content, uh, all that great stuff. Uh, make sure you uh, sign up, subscribe to the Ice Guys family plan, $9.99 uh, US uh, per month. And uh, we will make an announcement right now for you with the live betcasts for the month of November. We're going to have two live betcasts, and our first one is going to be next Thursday, November the 9th. Okay, that's next Thursday, six days away, November the 9th. And this is going to be our first Family Plan YouTube channel, Family Plan members only betcast. So to be able to watch this betcast starting at 7 p.m. Eastern next Thursday, uh, you will have to be a member of the Family Plan. Uh, That's your only way to watch it. And it's your only way to join us on the stream uh, on Thursday night next week. So. There, there you go. That's the first one. It's our first Ice Guys Family Plan members only exclusive betcast next Thursday, November 9th, 7 p.m. Eastern. We'll be on for the early games uh, next uh, Thursday. So all the games that are 7 p.m. Eastern, 7.30 p.m. Eastern, we will stay on for the, the entirety of those games. Uh, and then uh, we'll play it by year after that, how long we stay on. But mostly it'll be just for the early games. So that's next Thursday, our first family plan members only betcast. And then our other betcast in November, which will be the usual one, the regular one, publicly viewed, free for all. It'll be for public viewing on the Ice Guys YouTube channel. That will be on Tuesday, November 21st at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, that will be our regular monthly betcast for everyone. So those are the two betcasts in November, Thursday, November 9th, next week, 7 p.m. Eastern, Family Plan Members Only Betcast, and then Tuesday, November 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern for our regular monthly uh, betcast for the entire viewing public. So there you go. We're looking forward to both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It should be great. And like I said, you know, really interested to see how this is going to work with the uh, the Family Plan Betcast uh, next week. And like I said, you know, now's the time to sign up. To be a part of that, like just nine ninety nine a month. Like I said, we've been, uh, you know, doing well. Had a couple more hits with the uh, the live wages as well. Also, check out the Patreon page as well, uh, patreon.com slash nice guys. Ten bucks a month. Uh, I know Ian, you got your uh, you know power rankings coming up there soon. I updated my power rankings as well. 
Chris Otto's charts. We'll have the new ones up uh, as soon as we get off the air here uh, as well. And also check out the Ice Guys store, iceguys.myspreadshop.com. Next three days, you can get 20% off of everything in the store. Just click on the button when you get to the, the top of the page and hit a little redeem button. That'll give you 20% off of anything you order at the website. So that's iceguys.myspreadshop.com. All right, great stuff. Make sure you check that out. Again, uh, sign up as an Ice Guys family plan member. Check out, of course, the uh, Ice Guys store as well. And a special thanks, of course, on Fridays. It's a Beantown Friday. It's our sponsors, Boston Hemp Inc. Time now to see what they offer. Boston Hemp Inc. Make sure you check it out. The nation's premier online resource for pure CBD, THCA infused hemp products. Uh, make sure you check it out. The Boston Hemp Inc. Dispensary, bostonhempinc.com. Sponsor of Beantown Fridays uh, here uh, on the uh, Ice Guys show. Uh, all right. It's time for everyone's favorite segment here on the Ice Guys show. The bargain bin special of the night. I gave it away already. It's a uh, can't miss opportunity for a guy that obviously Putting them on the top line worked out okay uh, the other night in Philadelphia for the Buffalo Sabres. We're going to go back to Brandon Byro for the Buffalo Sabres at plus 470 uh, to find the back of the net tonight. Playing with Tage Thompson and Jordan Greenway uh, on the Buffalo Sabres top line. Uh, absolute value for sure. Uh, obviously should have confidence offensively coming off that two-goal game the other night. Uh, Brandon Byro, Buffalo. Plus 470 for my bargain bin special of the night. Alex, uh, anything on the card for you for a bargain bin tonight? Nothing for me today, but I got something lined up for tomorrow. So definitely want to tune in and check that out. All right, definitely. So tomorrow, big card, a lot more games, a lot more opportunities. So we'll definitely uh, look to have something from Alex for the bargain bin special segment tomorrow on the Massive Saturday card. And make sure you don't miss that. Noon Eastern uh, tomorrow, the big Saturday edition of the Ice Guys show. It is a 15-game bonanza in the NHL tomorrow. 15 games, 30 teams in action. So uh, we will be breaking it all down for you tomorrow at noon Eastern. We're actually going to have to go at a quicker pace tomorrow because my Ticats are playing a CFL East semifinal playoff game at 3 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Central. And I think need to be out of here by like 2 Eastern at the latest. So we're, we're going to go try to go 60 to 90 minutes with the show uh, tomorrow. Rapid fire. Uh, we'll just blast on through it. We won't be able to, I won't be able to mention every single prop, unfortunately, and I won't have enough time for that, but I'll mention a couple and we'll stick largely to sides and totals, at least for me on the uh, Saturday card tomorrow. Uh, but props, you guys know what I look at and I'll, I'll say it right now, just as a primer, in case I don't go into detail with player props on the show tomorrow due to time constraints Players moving up to the top line or the second line. Players facing their former team. Players playing on the power play or moving up to a power play unit. Players in good form right now that have scored goals or gotten points in 
multiple games, consecutive games, you know, five of the last six games, they've scored a goal, stuff like that. Those are all players that fit the player prop criteria for me. So even though I won't get to all of them tomorrow, you'll know what I'm looking at based on that criteria. If you actually look at the way players line up uh, on the uh, card tomorrow. So uh, definitely looking forward. We'll still give you the analysis and looking forward to a huge Saturday card tomorrow with uh, 15 games uh, on tap. All right. Best bets here for the Friday uh, edition of Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys show. Alex, we'll start with you. What do you like for best bet? Yeah, so it's kind of tough because, uh, you know, both games, I like the, the old looks that are, uh, you know, live. So we had to kind of improvise a little bit. We're going with both teams to score in the first period with New Jersey and St. Louis. You can get that at BetMGM at plus 140. So both teams to score in the first period, plus 140 with New Jersey and St. Louis. Like I said, there's been goals uh, left and right with these Devils games so far, nine games all going over the total. Definitely expect to see that, but definitely want to look and grab better prices in-game. So the only thing pregame would be the both teams to score with St. Louis and New Jersey in the first period, plus 140. It's my best bet for this Friday. All right, there we go. New Jersey, St. Louis, both teams to score at a nice plus price first period for Alex B. Smith with his best bet. And my best bet, obviously only two games. So, you know, by default, I feel a little bit stronger about the uh, Flyers-Sabers uh, over uh, six and a half minus 130. So that's what we'll go with for a uh, best bet. Philadelphia, Buffalo over six and a half minus 130. 10 of the last 11 meetings between the teams have gone over the total. We'll see if we can get another one tonight. Philly, Buffalo over six and a half uh, for my best bet. Uh, that'll wrap up this edition of the show. Thanks to everyone for joining us. Hit the like button on the way out. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live Saturday and Sunday, noon Eastern, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern. And if you can't watch the show live, download the Ice Guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast providers. For Alex B. Smith, I'm Ian Cameron. Have a great Friday night. Enjoy the games and good luck. And we will see you tomorrow, Saturday, noon Eastern, for another edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks for watching a Beantown Friday edition of the Ice Guys. Mm-hmm.